Welcome to the SBP podcast, mobile filmmaking. You are listening to episode 104, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. You're hearing about a lot more uh, feature films uh, shot with smartphones, and that's because more people are making them. Why? Well, because smartphones are getting so much better. And at the same time, mobile filmmaking itself has been around a long time, which means if you were making short films way back when, and you continued and you got really bitten by the, by the mobile bug, <laughs> mobile film bug, uh, you have been practicing. And if you haven't had a conversation with me yet, or if you haven't uh, been you know, following this and you haven't caught the, you know what, I think it's time for me to make my feature film, then get on it because the feature film time is now. You know why? Because now you're sharing the red carpet with feature filmmakers that are experienced filmmakers that have been making films uh, traditionally. And they are now waking up to the smartphone revolution, if you want to call it that. All right. Now, a little bit about this episode. We're bringing you to the UK to meet, if you haven't already, from two previous episodes, which they did individually, Caroline Spence and James Smith. They are Raya Films, basically. Um, they produce films, all kinds of films, but uh, mostly crime drama uh, sort of thrillers type films. And two of those films that they produced were shot with smartphones. And you can get a lot of details about those films. Um, you can get them in our podcast in previous episodes. And I'll, I'll share some links in the notes to the previous episodes in case you want to hear them individually. But this episode is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to break up the monotony of just serious talk, <laughs> if you can believe that, about mobile filmmaking. And we're going to talk, yes, we're going to talk about mobile filmmaking, of course, but we're also going to talk about filmmaking in general and events and all sorts of great and fun things that you're going to find out in this episode of our podcast. So listen up, get comfy, and get ready for some fun. Hey, Susie, it's great to be back on your podcast. Thank you so much for welcoming myself, Caroline Spence, and James Smith here in the UK. Glad to join you. Yeah, good to be back. Thank you, guys. Uh, Caroline, you're hired. <laughs> you're the new announcer for the hey. podcast. <laughs> How are you guys doing? How's everything? Um, yeah, everything's cool. Um, we're fine. We're beavering away, doing, um, yeah, doing what we do, which is basically working in, on films and um, enjoying some rainy weather in the UK, which unfortunately you guys over there are not experiencing, but um, we like it. Yeah. Yeah, we even like filming in the rain sometimes, don't we? But yeah, but, uh, yeah it's typical England over here, and uh, we're sort of getting ready to um, shoot our next feature film, but also promoting our smartphone films. Um, well, there's the first one was Cyberlanto. That one's already out there. 
but surveilled is the next one to be released and um yeah we're kind of trying to get it out there aren't we mm. really yeah well surveilled is now in um or at least it's been submitted to our film festival here in san diego and uh we're we're really hoping that it gets selected for the film festival and uh, that you guys can both make it here to san diego uh and and reap the rewards of <laughs> the 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 wonderful and beautiful uh, city that is San Diego. Have you guys been here before? I haven't, but James has been in the vicinity, haven't you? Uh, no. <laughs> my geography isn't my strong point, but uh, I've been to San Francisco and places like that. But um, yeah, we'd love to. Um, we'd love to come over. I mean, Tom Cruise is just uh, over here for Wimbledon and the football. Uh, we saw him on TV, so you know if he can come across on his Learjet, I'm sure we can go to San Diego next. Yeah, know, on, on our Learjet. Know, yeah, you know when do we get that our <laughs> Learjet? Yeah, yeah, well, hopefully everything is opened up. Uh, you know, yeah. both games. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it it was yeah. Uh, it was hard for us to have the film festival as an online event two years in a row. Um, oh. I mean, you know, one year, okay, fine, you know, yay, you know, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it is kind of weird isn't it i mean a lot of the a lot of stuff obviously has gone online and and in the early days i i kind of thought well this is actually quite fun you know a different way of doing things but i think as time goes on it just gets more and more mm. not real doesn't it? it you you just um wish for the for the that uh, real experience and the big screen and all that yeah it's nothing like a physical event i think yeah. i mean we um we released Valente. Um, during the lockdown and uh, we had an online premiere and, and it was fun but it just having experienced a real life premiere you know packing people into a big auditorium it just wasn't the same and we're just um, hoping that things open up enough and um, get you know the next one being surveilled get get um, as we say in the UK, bums on seats to, yeah. uh, to actually physically watch the movie yeah, on I mean, the big screen. You're, you're yeah. a real events person, Susie, aren't, aren't you? You can do public speaking and all this kind of thing and organise a whole show. And we, we've done events in the past. And, um, you know, I think that's one string to our bow that we've actually got is that we, we can actually put events together because so many people kind of make a film and then it, it sort of gets out there and they put it online or do whatever they do. And they don't really promote it. So I think the event side of things is, you know, a lot of filmmakers just don't realise how much promotion you have to do. And events are a, are a really, really good way to start getting a film out there. Um, and the Smartphone Film Festival that you do have in San Diego is all about promotion, isn't it? It's all about just getting it out there any way you can. Yeah, and it's also, you know, there's a lot of people don't realise how much work goes into an online event. Um, because it's so, I mean, in, in an actual in-person event, you can sort of, uh, sequester people in the event, <laughs> hold them there. Um, <laughs> but online, it's very easy for them to just, uh, click away or look away or get distracted with, with different things that have nothing to do with you. Uh, nothing even within the vicinity. And, um, it's, it's just a different thing. The best thing that I like about film festivals, why I believe that film festivals, you know, they, they talk about the theaters and the cinema, the big screens and all that, th all that uh, going away because of streaming. But I think the film festivals will never go away because 
what they are is the space where the filmmakers, it's not about having a big screen or anything. It's about filmmakers getting together and watching those films together and sharing that experience with each other and getting to connect with each other. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, everybody we know that... that um has been to the go to festivals either either as um as a filmmaker or just as a as an um, observer you know a member of the audience of just just they, they just get love the buzz about it and um and just to be able to meet people and network with people and have a good chat and you know it's just as well as watching you know some great movies on the screen on the big screen it's just yeah I mean, you can't beat it no it's great fun i think um the other thing is it doesn't need to be a huge festival you know um i mean we've been to some of the biggest but i i think um you never know uh, what's going to happen and who you're going to meet at, at any festival you know even if it's a really small one with a with a few people hanging around it's surprising um how networks grow you know, if you if you know five people, then another five people, then it's almost like that network marketing kind of um, philosophy, isn't it? That you, you just got to meet as many people as you can in, in in any way that you can, and then uh, your film and other people's films will will you know the word will spread. But you you do ha- it is a lot of work, Susie. You know, we've seen the amount of work you do with that festival of yours, and. Um, that's probably why it came on our radars. It was just the the, the amount of noise that you generate <laughs> <laughs> came across the Atlantic somehow, and, uh, and then and then we hooked onto it and thought, oh, this looks interesting and different, um, you know. And also, you've got a, a, a niche with the with the smartphone thing, which has been going a long time, hasn't it? When did you actually start um, getting involved in this business? Well, thank you for having me on as a guest. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm looking to raise some extra money, right? so I thought, you know, being a podcast interview, it might be. <laughs> uh, well, that, that, so I launched that literally right after I, I came back from filming in Big Bear, uh, and that was in, at the end of April, um, when I, when I actually started the, the film festival, or the beginning of May, uh, of 2009, so it was like ages ago, <laughs> seems like a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's that's pretty amazing because we started. Well, we started in the TV documentary business in about two thousand and four, didn't it? Yeah. So, you know, you, you know, thanks for making us feel even older. But um, <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, yeah, you just got to keep going. I mean, we were having this conversation last night that um, some people haven't got much staying power in this business. You know, they make a film and it doesn't get selected for for um, the Oscars or. Um, <laughs> I don't know, the, the Mobile Film Festival or Cannes or whatever, and then they start go into a bit of a sulk and don't make another film for five years. But really what you've got to do is um, you've just got to plough forward whatever you're doing in this business and hope <laughs> hope something's going to happen. Sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. But, you know, there's there are a lot of people who are a bit too precious, um, but you've got to look at it as a business, I think. And um, things will happen, but not always in the way that you, you think they will, you know, yeah. especially if you've got a very rigid plan. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you got to kind of make things happen for yourself in a way, I find. Because, so, you know, sit back and wait for wonderful things to drop into your lap and, and you know, just, just you know, take you to the next level. It's not really works like that, Not not for certainly not for us anyway. Yeah, this entire entertainment business is like that. I mean, mm. from the creators that are they're creating their products, their films, 
to people like us creating, you know, film festivals and podcasts and it's all the same. It's, you know, it takes work, it takes patience, but most importantly, it takes persistence. So mm-hmm. if it's not your thing, then just don't do it. Leave room for others because yeah. there's a lot of people that get into it. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think James and I spoke about that in, in our podcast. Um, that was episode 91, by the way, uh, to our listeners that we spoke with James and episode 90 where we spoke with Caroline uh, before. If you want to go back and listen to those, you'll get even more insights than what you're listening to now. Um, yeah. Well, but yeah, we were talking, we were discussing that, that whole, you know, um, how many people go into this industry because it seems very attractive. Um, but then they realize it, it's actually a lot of work. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I, I always say to um, people who are potentially becoming involved in what we, we do, because it's like a mountain, it's like climbing Everest, isn't it, in, in film terms, what, especially if you've, you're an indie filmmaker and you've got a very small budget from crowdfunding or whatever, which is often the case with us. Um, it's going to be tough, you know, and I, <laughs> we, we laugh now, Caroline and I, but we often say to cast and crew, you know, you don't have to do this and, <laughs> and even other people we say that there is a way out (laughs) you know you can you can go and watch you know get a pizza and watch netflix and take the dog for a walk and that's fine you know and and don't worry about it you you don't have to run around a field for five days with a smartphone and then um um, but you know i i exaggerate but it's great fun as well and i think i think once people launch themselves into it and then we talked about the buzz that you get from uh, you know making films and then very often people are a bit uh, cautious about get, getting into it. But what, if if it's in their blood and they really like it, they, they miss it when they don't do it. So mm. that's a good sign, you know, and you get the buzz. And and it, it, again, it's like a, it's like organising events, you know. Uh, you kind of miss it when you're not doing it, even if it's hard when you are doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, there's a personal reward, right, the accomplishment. Even if you don't mm. make money, the, the act of getting through it, you know, uh, I mean, there's there's more to it than just the production part. There's the post-production, but the accomplishment, you know, the rap party, right? Or I don't know if you guys have that, but uh, that's also really important to everybody pet, you know, pat each other on the back and say, look what we accomplished together. And you feel, you feel like you've done something and completed something. It could be depressing when you don't, when you don't finish Mm. a film. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've, um, I was talking about rap parties. We um, we keep trying to have rap parties and then failing ourselves to actually attend them because I think we had we were finishing um, do something Jake our first debut our debut feature film back in we were shooting it back in 2015 was it yeah and um, the final day of our shoot was in this this big old derelict um, Victorian primary school and. Um, and so and it was a really tough day and we got everybody but we shot everything and, and we had arranged to have this rap party in a pub in town um at a certain time and um so we were creeping up closer to this time you know and and so we finished we wrapped we finished big cheers all around hugs kisses it was amazing amazing feeling actually that and then it's like okay and then everybody was like okay we're going down the pub now to you know to have our party we'll see you there and yeah yeah we'll see you there and then me and james are clearing up and packing up our equipment oh and, 
and and we we were left to do all this. In the end, we <laughs> couldn't make our own rap party. Well, I think I think the ca- <laughs> the cast and crew um, that were remaining there, they they were trying to say, "You got to come, and we'll help you clear oh, yeah. up and all that." But I just wanted them to go off and enjoy uh, themselves. And enjoy themselves, and I, I also kind of ra- wrapping up. Wrapping up the set for me is is my way of it sounds a bit sad actually well, <laughs> my way my way of winding down you know um, putting the little the, the camera lens in its little slot and then walking around <laughs> sweeping up you know after after ten hours of filming whatever it is you you kind of just I have a very you methodical... don't always have to have the wrap party like immediately after usually the ones <laughs> I've gone to or you know we Stop give each other sensible. a break. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have learned that. I mean, yeah, it's just I I think on this particular shoot, it was absolutely freezing cold, and we'd been working long hours, and we and Mm. uh, you know everyone was just busting to get down the pub and uh, you know get uh, get some drinks. But uh, yeah, I think I think when you're um, leading a project, um, you know, or, or any kind of thing that you're doing, it's often it's often sounds like it'd be really glamorous to be at the head of it, but very often if you're leading project, you're you're not part of the immediate celebrations because you're whisked off to do, you have other responsibilities. You know, I've often heard this from, um, you know, football captains where, whereby, you know, they missed the main party because the press wanted to interview the main person, you know. Um, and, and it's just one of those things that it, it isn't always a, the celebration you think it's going to be. And certainly we've had well, a number of... You're the captain of, of the ship, okay, you're sinking with it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to go. You got to. You got to go with it. Definitely, that's that's very true in in this business. But uh, yeah. no, I think I think we, we we kind of balance the the rough stuff with the with some really fantastic times. I've always said that to people. You know, we I, I say a lot of people look at our our web, fancy website with all the colourful photos <laughs> of international travel and all that, and us standing on the red, red carpet. But um, the bad, we don't put the pictures of the bad bits on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's this business, though. It's like what you see publicly mm. is that's that's what everybody wants to see, anyways. No one, no one really wants yeah. to see the 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 pain, you know, the <laughs> all the dust yeah. that is involved. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there is. Uh, I, I was yeah. Actually, talking <laughs> about uh, talking about red carpets, I've got this brilliant picture of me on one of our. Oh. Ev- well, I call it an event. Um, it was like a few people watching do something, Jake, in a in kind of a village hall type place. Uh, we had a screening of the film, and there's this picture of me <laughs> rolling out the red carpet on my knees and. Um, <laughs> taping it to the floor you remember, do you remember that yeah. and uh, we, and i had to uh, we had to carry the media board across a rainy street or something and stick it stick it up there and um you know but there's this picture of me and i, I always think it's quite funny because you know i we, we have this joke where i bet the top directors uh, don't have to do this <laughs> and there, there are certain there are certain um uh, organizations in Britain that um, you know they feed um, lottery money and and subsidy to certain filmmakers who are worthy but uh, <laughs> we, we, we kind of we kind of had this quote by saying but that lot don't have to do this all the directors for yeah but no that's all part of the fun experience and you you, t- you do what you do and you um, you know like you Susie you, you kind of make the event happen in whatever way you can if, if that means the director uh, rolling around on the floor, taping the red carpet. <laughs> you know, I'm you laughing do. because during my own film festivals, uh, you know, it's like 
hurry up. <laughs> let's get let's get this done. Well, give me that duct tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it. I I actually <laughs> it's very hard for me to. Um, uh, I I don't consider it shameful. You know what I'm saying. Um, I was at an event where you know, they they made it um, very elegant, and they invited me as a guest and to speak. And you know, you, they had this table setting in front of the stage for me, like I was the Duchess or something. And I was <laughs> like, it's just me, Susie. Um, and I got there early because I tend to do that. Caroline, you you can understand, right? Like I got there yeah. like at least 45 minutes early and sounds like me it's like i don't want to be late so i'll just get there super early um and i can't be somewhere it's it's why you know when i work on sets it's the same thing it's like i can't just stand there and watch people do all these things you know i've got i've got nothing to do here let me help you guys set the table and they were like well here's your setting and i'm like okay great you know um but yeah you you just um you make it happen and and you're not thinking that way you're thinking about you know like a production you're thinking about things getting ready and being prepared for the uh for the show yeah i mean uh, the there's some getting on this subject. There's some great stories <laughs> yeah. on the London. We had another screening in London for it's the same London for the same thing, film, yeah. and we, we uh, again me with the media board. You know this um, sort of backdrop uh, to the red carpet. We took it on the underground uh, train in London, to, all the way from where is it, St Pancras in the north, right through to Ooh, yeah, Earl's right Court. Across town. So by the time I'd end up, we ended up at this swanky hotel, didn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> with all this this paparazzi arriving that. Uh, uh, Melanie Jones, our PR um, person, had organised, and all these all these people, you know, again it was like royalty arriving, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and again, I was on on the floor trying to put the media board together, and I'd lost a screw to oh, um, yeah. no. to put the up. So the uprights wouldn't, couldn't stand up on their own, and I was panicking, thinking I'm going to have to gaffer tape the the media board to the hotel wall or something. <laughs> luckily, luckily, this brilliant guy from... Uh, who's, who's the guy that runs the Greenlit Fund? Um, Peter. Peter. Oh, my God, I've got amnesia. I can't remember. Anyway, get this brilliant guy called Peter who runs a Greenlit crowdfunding um, site. Look it up. He's a cool guy. He, he he used to work on film sets or something, and he immediately spotted where the screw was hidden on this thing <laughs> and saved, basically saved my life. And so the next thing... <laughs> So we basically erected this thing down down below in the basement and then and carried it up just in time for the paparazzi to arrive. All these, all these and... kind of um, yeah, they were celebrities as well. I didn't know they, who they were. Well, we no didn't because we were we're not in the, the they, they were kind of Instagram celebrities, you know, new world for us at that time. <laughs> and and all all hell kicked off at that point. And um, but no, it was a great evening. And I think the media board just survived, although I think some of the celebrities did fall into it at one point, <laughs> and I had to scrabble around trying to re-erect it. But yeah, it's it's you know this this is great indie film stuff, and I think um, although you see the big the big festivals where you know and they're all lining up and all that kind of thing, it, it's great. But this is great in a different way, isn't it? And it really is funny at times. Isn't it? Yeah, this is the part with the the you know the the listeners you know you're used to listening and you know how you make films and all these things but you don't get to hear this this insight <laughs> into yeah. the background of of the things that happen the things that you go through and the things that you know but it takes that personality you know that 
you know, the filmmakers are. They, they're very special in that way where, you know, a problem arises or, or a challenge comes up and they immediately just turn into these amazing people. It's like, let's make, let's, let's do whatever we have to do together and everybody gets involved to, to make it happen, right? Yeah, I think um, you have to be a, a certain breed, don't you? I, I mean, in, in Britain, there's so little money to go around and uh, the money that is there is tied up by certain organizations and people i think that's one of the one of the difficulties in britain that they're trying to address and we're trying to address and look at as well but um you, there was one documentary where some filmmaker used to make um, sort of gangster films he said uh, yeah indie filmmakers outside of the system are either hobbyists or lunatics yeah <laughs> something so it was something to that effect and uh, you know it's not too far from the yeah. truth you we're definitely the on the lunatic side yeah yeah, yeah we're not <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not like a normal thing to be doing and i think there are a lot of people that in this country are trying to force it into a very rigid kind of normal almost like a nine to five system oh, but it really isn't that right. and and i think where's the fun in that yeah where's the fun in that we've already done nine to five jobs and it, it's yeah. you know that's one way to go mad isn't it, have it <laughs> well, have you know most of the, the creativity for... happens after midnight right oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think um yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, you have to be creative when you're getting up at three o'clock in the morning, don't yeah. you? <laughs> and to be positive, actually. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. people um, would, I mean, we, yeah, it's, we worked with, in the corporate, some corporate videos years and years ago when we started out. And um, I said to one guy, oh, do you mind we, if we come to your factory at 10 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning because it'll be really quiet and we'll get some great shots. And he literally went white and almost fell over <laughs> thinking thinking that I was going to invade. A, he had to get out of bed and B, on a Saturday. <laughs> Whereas, uh, you know, indie filmmakers or, you know, people yeah. in this business, we're just normal. We'll, we'll happily <laughs> film at 3 a.m. <laughs> if it means that there's quiet and, you know. It's like entrepreneurs. No off. It's like an entrepreneur. It's the same, the same thing. There's just yeah. different, different types of people people who are it's not like they're always on but they're always willing right uh yeah. for the most part whatever yeah, it takes right. yeah i mean do, what do you think caroline i mean um here i go in my podcaster interviewer made but um i mean we, <laughs> Sorry, we the interviewer yeah i'll ask caroline a question <laughs> but um let's bring in caroline here because i've been speaking too much but yeah i mean we we look at twitter and uh yeah, you know, there's a lot of people moaning about getting out of bed and all this kind of mm. thing, and uh, it's not a good place to do that, is it? I think I think it is hard, and it, but that's part of the fun, isn't it, to, to actually be doing yeah, stuff. Well, being filmmakers, indie filmmakers, we're um, you know, as you say, Susie, you know, we're like entrepreneurs. We're we're self starters. Um, the motivation has to come from us, from from the individual, and um, and that's the only way to get things done. And it's it's a case of yeah, nine to five would be. It's really, is really not not how this industry works. It's um, for us, it's it's twenty four seven to be honest. Because um, we love it, we love what we're doing, um, even though it's hard and we get beaten up and there's haters out there. And um, it's 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 just such a an amazing thing to be doing to be creating something from nothing, and um, it's just yeah. We just love doing it, and we I can't. We, we're always going to keep going, and um, you know, whether we 
get an Oscar or not. It I'm matter. sure there is somebody <laughs> out there going, oh, those poor people having to work, you know, 24-7. Oh, my God, you know. Let's yeah, help them out nice. by giving them something to do in 9 to 5 so they can take breaks after that. It's like, we don't want breaks. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You uh, know, we can't help that. We can't help being yeah. up at, you know, uh, 3 and 4 in the morning and saying, well, you know, I'm up. Might as well get to it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's one guy, I forget his name now. He's one of these ex-army guys in America. And he... Uh, He's on Instagram, a guy called Jocko, someone, and he he has a picture on Instagram every day of his uh, watch when he gets up, and each day it says 4.30 a.m., <laughs> and then the next picture you'll see is him at the gym, and then the next picture, you know, the same day, and, and all of the things that he does, and he's kind of one of these motivational speakers, and um, there are a few people like this on on the internet oh, who you yeah. can follow who you think blimey these people really are out there mm. and, and they are and they're achieving great things it's it's absolutely amazing but they're also leading they're good they're, they're kind of leading the way and i think um you know if we you you need people to do things in order to inspire others and um you know with your uh your event the uh mobile filmmaking um festival a lot of people will be watching that you don't know. You know, we we, we call them lurkers, don't we? All yeah. The time. Oh, yeah, people are lurking and watching yeah. what you're doing. And, and cool. some some of them some of them love you and some of them probably hate you. But I think um, you know you will you will drag along this following even though you don't know they they're there. So that's why it's important to keep going because when you do an event or something comes to fruition or you win an award or something and they'll all be going, oh, well, I mean, that's those people that did that, you know. Blah, blah. Mm. But you, you, that'll only happen if you keep going, you know. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you give up, then nothing will happen. It's, it's not in our blood yeah. to give up, though. It's no. not. It's not. If people, people say to me, oh, you, um, you know, oh, well, I hope you had a nice restful weekend oh, or I uh, hope you have a, a vacation and, like, Weekends and vacations, I don't know. No, I don't think so. My most creative time is during the weekends and things because yeah. that's when the regular business leaves me alone <laughs> to do my own yeah. thing, you know. I don't I don't have to schedule that call to, you know, that office that is open nine to five, you know? And and that's when, you know, we can do our thing. When you're working, mm. when you guys, um, you know, you guys have been working on films together, you said since 2000, 2004. 2004. How the heck do you do that? Like, and, and still get along making all these films together? Well, it wasn't so much films, really. We started off, um, I don't know, we transitioned from our previous jobs which were in the computer business and um, administration, accounting, that kind of stuff. Yeah, wasn't it? office jobs and I thought. Oh, yeah. it was horrible. Yeah. 20 odd years sitting looking at the clock well, waiting for it to get Yeah, it puts to go. boring on another level. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think we were looking, you know, we were, we were using all of our money in our boring jobs like a lot of people do. Very valid thing to do. Um, just burning it on getting away and going on holiday and um, traveling around you know doing new things and on one of these particular holidays or breaks away we uh, we we were with a film crew who were a television film crew who were going around um, making this property program so anyway to cut a long story short we we thought oh we can do that um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so so we started uh, 
dabbling in um, TV production, video production. And then the, the at that point, the, the video revolution happened where these small cameras like the Sony Ranger cameras, I think it was PD-150, you could buy it for $1,000 or something, $2,000. And we started making... Um, what we what we thought would be uh, films for our new career, which were television documentaries and corporate videos, music videos, and things like that. But as time went on, we kind of got jaded with that because it wasn't really creative and artistic in the, in the way that we wanted it to be. It wasn't the dream we thought it was by any means. So Caroline um, started was had always written, um, you know, screen type screenplays, really, mm. weren't they? So you, that's where it took off. Um, yeah. in terms of making films. So we haven't been making feature films that long, have we? No, I mean, we've been um, writing fiction in in, ter- in the form of screenplays since 2009, actually, when you started mm. your, your mobile revolution. <laughs> oh, um, it's my mobile then, revolution now. It's your revolution. <laughs> of course it is. And um, so we made a short film called Keep Up If You Can. And then and then we started, you know, trying to writing screenplays. And, and that's when I absolutely thought, yeah, this is definitely I found what I've really, really loved to do. And um, maybe that's why we try to. Maybe that's why, because yeah. that's the thing is like what I'm alluding to, uh, that you are back to back making films one one after the other. Um, we, we don't want to talk about breaks. <laughs> taking breaks <clears throat> but to have all these projects no. going you know you've always got the campaigns going you've got the projects going you have a a, a pretty good uh bunch of people uh sort of you know working with you uh with marketing mm-hmm. and and things like that and you have your crew you have you have a an entourage of sorts right yeah, I think um, what's happened is we've uh, we've got we've created a little fan base really, and um, I think the reason for that is that we're more accessible than um, most sort of film businesses really in this country, certainly in Britain, but also further afield. We we kind of respond, you know, if I send an email to uh, Lionsgate or Han- <laughs> Hanway Films in London or someone like that, I probably wouldn't get a reply, but. Um, we we kind of try and engage with people on um, on e- on email and on Twitter and mm. things like that. And whereas a lot of the bigger companies are unable to do that. But having said that, they these bigger companies are are vulnerable really now because the the landscape's completely changed and they need to respond uh, to to that um, that audience, that online audience. So although um, a lot of them are putting a brave face on making these big films and we, we think they're doing well half the time they're losing a huge amount of money where you know the indies and people like us so we're still ticking along in the background um weighing up what's going on and, and are able to change rapidly um, yeah we've um we've built i mean by doing this we have <clears throat> you know hooked up with some really cool people that, that we've worked with you know on our productions and some some have come along you know on you know, we use them again and again, you know, in terms of crews or actors. Um, and to be able to find these cool people is, um, well, it does help us. Obviously, it's a collaboration, isn't it? You can't work, you can't make a film without um, without having a little village of people to, uh, to yeah. help, help, you know. 
towards the end goal, which is making a cool movie and having a big screening. Yeah, I think if people... (laughs) Maybe um, making money. Definitely, yeah. You never know, that might happen. If people actually, um, yeah, hopefully, if people actually react and respond, not react, but if they engage, I think is a word that they use, uh, on... On the, on the internet or in any way, then that may, that's a big deal these days because there's so much noise out there, so much going on that you, you know, if you don't if you don't engage or you don't put the effort in to try and collaborate and communicate with people and also look at their projects as well as your own, um, which I'm I don't always do, <laughs> but some, sometimes I'm kind depending on who, you know, if you don't put that effort in, then you can't expect people to really be, you know, interested in what you're doing. So that's the, that's where we are, I think. So it's like festival marketing i guess isn't it whereby you it's just all about trying to capture put throw the net out there and capture as many people as you can against the competition yeah and there's there's also the fact that as you're building your your people your your own community right um you have you have someone to throw it out to when when it's complete you know, as opposed to just having yeah. yourselves and then you're done and you're like, okay, it's all just on us now to share this with the world where, you know, it's like the, like a, the six degree rule or whatever, where the more that people are sharing mm-hmm. it, the more that people are involved, the more the conversation and the chatter is happening. I mean, the people refer to the online community as like, you know, it's all fake because it's digital or uh, in some sort, like it's not real. It's like, no, those are real people behind each one of those profiles, you know, interacting with each other. Um, And most people, you know, in this business are um, (laughs) online are fairly, (laughs) you know, um, you know, like in LA, right? Everybody's a producer, but no one's done anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, (laughs) And uh, but online, it's very hard for them to get away with that. Because it's it's very easy for people to see what you've done and what you haven't done online if you are online. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody who is somebody uh, has a lot of things. I mean, I know a number of producers that have are very accomplished but they're not online. You know what I'm saying? They're not yeah. out there with their face up front. Um, but the ones that are there, you know, it's very easy to go back and look at what they've done, what they haven't done. And if they tweet something today, they say, Hey, I just did this, you know, and then mm. you look back and you go from where, where did you, <laughs> you just pull that up from under your pillow or what, you know, because uh, <laughs> you can see the progress. Yeah, that's right. I think um, the other thing is once you do something, um, it kind of doesn't go away either. You know, so whatever you do, make sure it's at least reasonable or, you know, I think that's a problem with the Internet in some ways is that if you if you make a real horrendous duffer of a film, then um, it, you, you're kind of stigmatized if you're not careful. Aren't you? you better go and change your online name or something. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we... we um you know, when we work with people or, or people, you know, so sales agents approach us or producers approach us or whoever, you know, I think, right, because we've been stung in the past with people who have turned out to be rogues. So we, we always do our due, due diligence, which means going on the Internet, checking out IMDb, 
looking at their social media, um, news news reports, whatever, to see if they're real people, if they, <laughs> you know, if there's anything, you know, if they've got literally any lawsuits against them, or you know, if they, you know, if are they trustworthy? Right. Can you know as much as anybody who is a complete stranger trustworthy? Um, so you know, it's. If, if you if you get approached by somebody you go online and try and do this due diligence and you can't see anything about them online it's like well they're not a real person and they yeah. haven't done anything I mean, we can't it's funny isn't it yeah. you do hear these stories of people who say wow I've got, I've got a million dollars to make my film it's amazing and they're going into production and then roll it on a couple of years you find out that, that was um, laundered drug money that they <laughs> made their film yeah. so I don't know how the I don't know how the accountants work that one out but um yeah, if you've made this really great film, but it's all uh, based mm. on um, crime, then, you know, I don't know, you've just got to be so careful. And uh, a lot of people, the, the, one of the, the biggest things that happens to me is that um, you tend to get a lot of people on, on the internet say, oh, I've got a friend and, yeah, he's in LA and he's made this big movie and he's going to contact you and, um, you know, <laughs> it's going to be great and uh, they're going to give you some money and invest in you and all this kind of thing. You find out, uh, you know, roll it on a few weeks and you don't hear anything. And then the person in the middle um, is often surprised. They say, oh, but he, I, I really believe this this person. He, he seemed genuine. And I think what happens is that people get, people who don't really know the industry and un, un, uh, unaware of the sharks out there, you know, are so often surprised that um, these people are not genuine yet they, or, you know, they, they don't even exist sometimes, you know, and... Uh, you just got to be very uh, vigilant and not so much cynical, but you've got to, um, yeah, just vigilant and make sure that... Have your wits about you. Have your wits about you be and be be aware that you've got to protect yourself to some extent because um, if you do, if someone gives you the money, this is always a problem I'm saying, one of the advantages of indie film is that, you know, if we, if through crowdfunding and zero budget type films is that they're, they're, it's not bad, a bad idea to start from the beginning or from nothing. Because if someone gives you a hundred thousand pounds or dollars um, or more, you've got to, you know, the 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 seriousness of the project goes up. The lawyers need to get involved. Where's that money come from? What's the ta- what are the tax implications? Mm-hmm. Um, is it legal to even be employing people with this money? So you know, you can you can sort of slim down all of those um, problems if you're when you're starting out by you know, saying, okay, we've got very little or no money and, and let's give it a go. And that's what we did at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a, you know, this is good, good for our listeners to know, but there are some uh, people out there uh, that will claim to be established producers that can do things. And I've personally uh, heard from some people that I know uh, that have been victims of scams with this um, because um, they've had everything stolen from under them, basically, uh, at some point, where they're wow. trying to make a film and someone makes an offer and they believe this. And, you know, it ends up usually in the media, but it's not really in the public, you know what I mean? Like mainstream media it's just sort of like, oh, in mm-hmm. this little story here, some some producers scammed uh, a poor you know filmmaker trying to make trying to make a movie over promising something and then stealing everything from under them you know uh, 
Yeah, it can happen a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff going out there. And also, I mean, this is alluding to our next film. He says plugging his next film, <laughs> Casting <laughs> Kill, whereby... What um, a great <laughs> segue. <laughs> yeah, God, I'm so good at this. I'm, I'm, That's I'm, why I'm, I'm paying you the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send, send that check through. But um, yeah, it's like a, our next film kind of alludes to uh, um, that subject um, whereby we're it's based on a... Hollywood mogul. He's actually a, fraud, a, a bogus um, casting director, really, isn't he? And he uh, extorts um, money from actors and also um, manipulates them in, in other ways. I won't give too much away, but so essentially, there are people who will um, exploit the um, the thirst for people in the business to, you know, actors and crews and producers to get into the businesses that hunger, that thirst, and they will exploit that. Um, so I, I guess really it's like the art of not looking desperate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when, when it's if, vulnerability. If you need money, a lot of people yeah, that come exactly. into it, they've yeah. got the dream and they have that picture of, you know, for example, in L.A., Hollywood is is not yeah. the <laughs> it's not where the glamour yeah. is. That's Beverly Hills. Um, but yeah. but a lot of people hear Hollywood and I forgot who I was talking to the other. You know, I'm talking to people all the time from different parts of the world. And, and I've said this to them and they were like, really, really? I always thought Hollywood, I said, no, Hollywood is, is not the best part of town. Technically. I mean, it's, it's just Damn. not, no. <laughs> and so they were really surprised. Mm. Yeah. No, I haven't been to, uh, James has been to LA. I haven't been, Oh, I've, I've only been to one. I've only been to New York and uh, New Jersey, and I haven't been to the uh, West Coast at all, so that's got to change. Yeah. Sure. But um, I know people that have been to, visited Hollywood, and they always come back saying, oh, it's not what we thought, it's a really crappy place. <laughs> yeah, it's like anywhere you go, isn't it? When you, it it's funny, uh, when you're travelling anywhere, um, you, you have a romanticised idea of what these places are like. That, like, for example, we're in London, and um, wandering around the house is very nice, and People say, oh, isn't London beautiful and fantastic? It's so nice. I love it. You're thinking it. of Peter Pan <laughs> every, or something, every, right? Yeah, <laughs> everything's wonderful. We've got Tower Bridge. And, and we can say we can take you um, half a mile down the road to show you some not-so-nice places oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> quite easily. Yeah. It's just like... San Diego. You know, really. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, I think um, um, yeah. London has become very smart recently in certain areas. But if you roll, roll it back uh, when I was a kid... Um, I used to go in, on the train to London very regularly when I was uh, small, and um, yeah, it was it was a different place back then. But I, should, and, I um, shouldn't really say that. I shouldn't really say that about San Diego because San Diego has some treasures that um, the, you know. So in in tourism, you hear about the Hotel Dell, and you hear about you know Old Town, and you hear about you know Sea World, and yeah. all these places. But then there is so much more than that. Right. That's off yeah. the beaten track, basically. Yeah, and these pictures aren't on your website, are they? You've got <laughs> you, you've got the pretty ones. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but that's where you find really incredible things, like really cool locations where you're going. Hey, I could film something here with a mobile phone no one's going to care uh even with a yeah. traditional camera there's a lot of guerrilla filmmaking do you guys do uh guerrilla filmmaking when you were making uh surveilled <laughs> getting back on that yeah uh did you do any because 
there were so many cool uh, locations in that film. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of worked out that some locations were were set set up, weren't they? Mm-hmm. People people set they're all real locations. They were no studios or anything, yeah. um, but they were they were either people's houses or pubs that were. Well, we kind of got these people out of bed one morning to film in their pub, didn't we? <laughs> they, yeah. they, literally, they literally were in bed, I think. But, um, yeah, and, and, and some of it was kind of a bit like Cyberlanta now and do something, Jake. Some of it was just walk out into the street, have a look around and see see if we could get something, wasn't it? I mm. think there was a bit of that in, in, the, in the rain, wasn't it, that shot? Where we... Oh, there, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, that was a fantastic... <laughs> That's an interesting shot, and the scene with uh, two characters having a conversation um, somewhere private in, in, a, on a, in a park, and um, and the, oh, all of a sudden we had this like wild weather come through, yeah. And they had these umbrellas, and the, and then there, there were these fields beyond, um, and and there were these cow, this one cow kept yeah. jumping around and having a bit of a a, a dance on. We were. <laughs> Well, we yeah. were filming. We're thinking, well, it's really cool, but it's not. It's going to be distracting. It's not. The, right. No, it's scene. not working into the story, was it? The cow, the cow in question, was actually looking towards the dancing us. Well. Cow. Oh, I've got it. The dancing yeah, cow. Yeah, the da- a dancing cow in the background. <laughs> I mean, I've had some things when I shoot. You know, um, uh, funny things happening. But uh, yeah, the, basically, the there was a rainstorm. The brollies, uh, the umbrellas brollies. In, inverted. So yeah, it's a brolly English term, <laughs> is it? Yeah. But the uh, the umbrellas inverted in the in the gale force winds, and the rain came down, and then we had a dancing cow in the background. And um, so you Carol, could say that was gorilla for wagging. That, that, that <laughs> is like crazy. Yeah, but actually, it's one of the scenes I really like in the film, and that just goes to show, isn't it? And I, I, at that point, you get you know, I was glad I was filming on a small camera like a phone at that point because. You know, there's less to damage and less to get mm. wet. You know, if you've got big, expensive lenses and all that, you, you could have an issue right. with the insurance company. But I think the, um, you know, no matter what a kit equipment you you had there, a, a Hollywood setup wouldn't help. You know, you mm. if if you, you had to if you had to film it and you and you didn't have any more time, then you would have to deal with the wind and the rain. And mm. That that's filming. That's filmmaking at any level. One of the things that I liked about <laughs> about the movie too was the establishing shots that you guys had throughout um which i don't find in a lot of the the smaller the the mobile films um Uh, and yeah the the establishing shots were like uh you were just talking about the rain and it was just reminding me of that like there was a scene uh that you went from one scene into the mansion and it was raining, oh, and you yeah. had this establishing shot of some flowers and things like that, you know, with the mansion in the background and those in the forefront in the rain. Uh, and it was a beautiful shot, you know, and it just sort of established, you know, where you were going from that point forward mm-hmm. instead of just going there, you know, right off the bat. And you did that throughout the film a number of times, and I thought that was you know, adding a lot of uh, production value to your film. Well, that's cool because, um, you know, we're always, it's all about linking scenes and, you know, making them flow rather than, you know, jarring, I guess, yeah. in the edit. So um, it's just something, well, James is the uh, cinematographer and camera operator, so it's just something, he, you know, I always like to write the transitions in, but then when you're out in the, you know, in, on on location, um, James will 
Wait, you were probably often see a shot and then, yeah. then just take it and then then it slots in nicely into the edit. Yeah, so. it's credit to to James for you know I mean you may have captured that while other things were going on. It's like oh look at this this might make a good mm -hmm. little you know sort. It's almost like capturing B roll right from your corporate. That's days. right. Yeah, there's um I think um, luckily when, when you are doing an indie film like this you you have got the um, luxury of sometimes changing the schedule and, and saying, oh, that the clouds have come over or there's a good shot here and you just go out and get it. Um, and I, I, I mean, I do, I do tend to include certain kinds of establishing shots in, in our work. And um, reason for that is I think um, it just gives a, an impression of where you are and it calms things down sometimes because a lot of people are so intent in telling the story sometimes that they forget that this is a visual experience that you're giving people. And I think that the lack of that kind of imagery in films now, it might be related a little bit to the speed at which we consume material and also the TV kind of culture whereby they, they tend to go in close and do a lot of quick editing between characters and then get out of the episode and then go on to the next one. Whereas feature film for me is not about that so that's um a different experience if you like so yeah i, I like that aspect of it I'm glad you liked it too yeah no definitely <laughs> it's part of it's good cinematography actually right so, excellent so, yeah. fantastic we'll, on a phone yeah, yeah. well and, and that and actually the fact that you have the phone can make some of those shots really cool because of the places that you can go where uh traditional yeah, cameras can definitely. i mean absolutely yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I say, you know, if you've got a big heavy camera and then you need a, you know, a couple of guys, a camera operator and a DOP, um, it's very difficult. You need a lot more time. And by the time you set it all up, your rains, your nice clouds have gone and the, the mad cow in the field has run off and you've missed it. <laughs> so. Well, you can have like a cafe scene, right? And this is where yeah. this this is going to sound really random, you guys. But, <laughs> um, you know, you could have a rain scene at, at a cafe, you know, that the table's outside. Somebody was having, you know, their coffee out there and you could literally put the, you know, the phone mm -hmm. right up to the coffee cup. Get, and the coffee is getting, you know, the raindrops inside the yeah. coffee. And yeah. you, it, it doesn't take all day to set that up. You know, it's like, hey, that would be a cool little transition shot you know right before showing them inside or or whatever inside the, the cafe why would they be inside you know that kind of thing and you don't have to show any yeah. more rain you can get that one day and then you go inside and people imagine that it's raining around a coffee shop yeah that's it there's so many ways you can experiment with phones it's a, i'm surprised that more people aren't putting larger films together rather than just you know their selfies or you know youtube videos and things like that that they're not actually making more um narrative kind of films that are stitched together it's it's because you don't necessarily need to make a film that's got really specialized lighting and stylized lighting or anything like that but you, you know when you think of just about a narrative film you could do I was thinking about this coming back on the train wasn't i caroline from london whereby mm -hmm. even if you just get your phone out of your pocket and have no kind mm -hmm. of uh, gizmos attached to it, you could actually get the audio. If, you, if the phone's close enough, up, close enough to you, the audio will be okay. Yeah. Uh, you could start filming some kind of narrative spooky on the train um, <laughs> uh, film whereby it's all based on the suspense of yeah. the narrative and someone's walking down the aisle. And 
you know, it, I'm surprised more kids aren't doing that. You know? yeah. Well, it's um, I think um, to have the phone in your pocket to see an opportunity, it kind of unleashes the creativity of any filmmaker. I would have, you know, just you describing the raindrops in the coffee. I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, that's just just a creative, you know, spark of inspiration that anybody can um, anybody can do and achieve. So. Um, it's it certainly is um, it certainly is an opening up a lot more doors and opportunities um, you know in the, in the in the filmmaking world by using the mobile technology. What do you guys think about you know I'm sure you've heard the chatter around about more feature films being made now um, because you know like like I'm I'm thinking it's it's more people that are established filmmakers uh meaning established because they've been making more films right and they're they're Mm -hmm. used to making films and maybe they're making shorts you know with traditional cameras and they've always wanted to make a feature and they thought well maybe i'll just make my feature with a phone or maybe they've been making features with phones and thought you know the technology is so great let me just give it a shot you know and Mm. you know there are so many short films now um, but what do you guys think about the, uh, the, um, the popularity, um, of more feature films? Um, well, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think it's a problem. I mean, I think ages ago I heard an interview with, um, I'm excited about Ridley it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. R- Ridley Scott was saying, you know, maybe there, maybe there are too many films. I think he was going along, he was going along that line. So I don't want to misquote him, but I, he was, I, I think he was concerned that maybe the quality wouldn't be there or something like that. But uh, in my opinion, I think it's, are we worried that there's too much music out there? Right. You know, too many music <laughs> albums out there. And I, I think I'm, I'm yeah. going down that road. <laughs> I mean, there are some pretty cynical people in the press, and in the film festival journalists, those kinds of people who are saying. Oh, maybe this is just like the uh, the ebooks of um, of the film world world now. You know that a lot of a lot of it's just rubbish and that kind of thing. But they're just they just um, they don't know what they're talking. They about. don't know what they're talking about. Also, they're not also they're not filmmakers, and they don't realise that you know you can have as much music as you like out there, and um, there are so many different genres. And now this is what's happening to film. You know, this is a new a new landscape now where anyone can make a film. There's a lot of stuff out there, all different varying levels, let's face it, you know, some of it's, but you can't, you can never really be too judgmental about it because what, what some people think is rubbish, other people absolutely love, you know? Mm. And, um, I think the main thing is that, uh, yeah, people understand that they can, if they really want to put themselves through making a feature film, which is a big undertaking as opposed to a short film, um, then they can do it, um, and and yeah, give it a go. Um, well, you've got the camera in your pocket, as you you know, haven't you? So you know, there's. I, mean, I think feature film making with smartphone technology is um, is is more and more. You know, people are more people are talking about it. Um, it's be, it's becoming more and more acceptable, um, and a lot of the time you wouldn't. The, the general public wouldn't know that um you know a film was shot on a phone i remember i watched unsane with my mum mm-hmm. and um 
she we were watching it and I said did you know mum that this was shot on a phone like this and I you know, mum, mum was old school she didn't know <laughs> anything about technology at all so I had to show her the phone you know they shot this film on this this what I've got here she she said she had no idea she wouldn't have known she was just looking at the story and um and following the narrative and that, that was it and so um yeah I think it's exciting I think it's um it's a brave new world there, out there. There, there is this, <laughs> I've heard this said before, there's this argument that only, pretty much only DPs and technical people um, really know what, mm. or suspect what a film might be shot on. So um, years and years ago, there was this film called Open Water, which was shot on mm. one of those little video cameras I was talking about earlier, Sony thing, I think. Mm. And um, and that went out, it did very well, it went out in theatres and... Uh, People were coming out saying, they were saying, did you know that this was shot on a little camera? It wasn't a film camera, you know. Um, and they they said they would have no idea and they mm. wouldn't care anyway. Um, so it, there's a there's a, there's a a sort of distance or a gap between what the audience perceive and what the filmmakers do. And it's closing, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, I think my, you know, my the, one of the reasons I get excited is because the phone is the connection between the filmmaker and the audience and the story in between, you know, it's like a tripod, <laughs> you know, yeah. you've got you, those things are each one of them are sustaining the dream, right. That, that everyone can make a movie it, and it's not so much like, Oh, just anybody can just pick up a phone and a movie's going to come out of that. You know, it's not like you're mm. giving birth to, you know, to movies, <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's really interesting because, you know, in our film festival, you know, um, the people that are sitting in the audience, I love to point this out to them. Uh, you're about to watch films and you're going to watch movies and you go to other film festivals and you watch movies. But just know one thing. You don't have an Ari in the trunk of your car, <laughs> but you have a smartphone in your pocket right now or in your yeah. purse or whatever. And so just know that all these movies that you're about to watch are made with a camera, which you too, if you wanted to, can make a movie and have it shown mm -hmm. right here and all over the world. And everyone has a story. You know, um, and so that's where I get excited. You know, I know normally the audience doesn't care, but I like to emphasize it because I think it inspires people and you never know who's in the audience because it's happened to yeah. me, you know, with with one of the filmmakers uh, whose daughter was in the audience and he was up doing the, the Q&A. And um, and I and I said, you know, something about children and his daughter was sitting behind me. I was asking the questions as I was sitting in the audience, you know, and uh, I turned to her and I said, hey, maybe next year you can be here doing what your dad is doing, making a mil um, by making a movie with your phone. And I think she was like 10 years old or something. <laughs> and she yeah. did it. Next year, oh, yeah, wow. it was a, a stop motion little film, and it had a message about bullying. Wow, and right, that sounds so yep. cool. And she was there in the festival the next year because the dad made another film, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, they were both together on the red carpet, 
they were both together sitting together with the, with the Q&A session and that's a memorable <laughs> experience that they'll have forever yeah yeah that's great that's fantastic. Yeah. No, there's so many so many stories that can come out of this um but um as i say it's a new world and um i don't i think there's no amount to the number of films there's no restriction on the number of films that can be made feature films shorts whatever and if anyone's got any worries about any of this kind of thing they just need to as i keep going back to the music business the music business years ago was in terrible trouble because of the transition to um you know digital and a lot of people were up in arms about copyright issues and all that but if you look at what's happened now with spotify and youtube music and all that kind of thing it's just exploding and it's sort of reinvigorated the whole industry and made it more more i, I don't know it's a different a different industry i don't know all the ins and outs of it but with filmmaking and now smartphone filmmaking uh, a lot more material is out there and just basically people will find it you know like they do in music if you're into country music or blues mm -hmm. or rap or jazz whatever it's out there you just need to the search the way that you can search for things now is more powerful so yeah there's just endless there's no limit uh, and it doesn't it doesn't diminish the value of the material because there will be all sorts of different kinds of stuff out there and it's but the way it's perceived just depends on the audience you know um we go to a film festival horror on sea don't mm. we um we're going to one um, in january and uh there's, it's a very specific kind of genre, and the guy that runs the festival, Paul Cockgrove, he's very open-minded about about it, and um, you know the kind of material. But there, there, there's almost like a fanatical interest in it, and oh, this, yeah. kind of, this kind of horror genre that that he's kind of involved with, and other festivals like that as well popping up, and yours as well now, you know. So uh, yeah, I think it's great, and as you say, exciting. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't be more excited. I'm. I'm I'm trying to keep myself in check here. <laughs> You're just exploding, aren't you? You just yeah, You're quite just exploding. Yeah. San Diego. My hands are like, hmm, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I um I thank you guys a lot for uh, submitting your film to our film festival. We just got another film submitted today, so we're Ooh, we're up to two films. We got another one waiting to be finished um and okay. so yeah we're you know we're only gonna select three. <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> but well even if we don't get even if your judges don't don't pick us <laughs> we're just we're just we're just honored to um support the festival and um you know it's just yeah it's it's a great it's a great event it looks like a great event and we're gonna yeah endeavor to be there whether our, our film is accepted or not yeah well, no we'll come over <laughs> well look um being a part of this film festival one day <laughs> it'll be like yes. i was a part of that festival uh because right. i'm never giving up on this <laughs> no same way we're never giving That's up right. you're never giving up so we're here to, we're all here to stay here for long uh, share a little bit just a little bit before before you you know we're getting we're getting to the end of this but um i wanted you to share a little bit about uh, casting call was not is not shot with with a phone but i i it's still a film <laughs> um i just and we don't have an arrow no you don't <laughs> or do we do you? in the trunk of your car i don't know what you have in the trunk of your car when you're killing people for casting sessions that's right yeah <laughs> but uh share a little bit about that where your progress is with that or how can people connect with that film um right well we are 
deep into pre-production. We're, we're searching for um, a, a, a perfect location, uh, which is going to be in London. Uh, we're still raising funds through our crowdfunding campaign um, on Indiegogo. So it's, uh, it's the, the film is called Casting Kill. And, um, and we're, yeah, we're, we're casting is, is nearly completed. We've still got a <laughs> little bit killing. of casting People finish. are, are asking well, to you know, The ones we haven't killed off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's looking, it's, it's a very... It's looking like it's going to be a very. It seems to be a lot of people interested in it, and um, it's going to be. It's it's not your average. It is a horror in the horror genre, but it's not your average horror movie. But, well, you know, it's not. It's not a slasher. It's got a more of a classic Hitchcockian feel to it. Oh, so nice! We're very excited about it. Well, that's that's kind of like what you're into. Um, your your films are, are more in the crime mystery. Yeah. You know, uh, type films. Um, what is, do you guys have another film up your sleeve after Casting Kill? Yeah, there's um, another film called The Thinker, which, um, <laughs> <laughs> and this one is um, set in Spain, actually, and it's kind of like a supernatural mystery, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice one. It's got a very small um, cast, uh, two, two lead characters, and um yeah, I'm really excited about that one because, again, it's going to be using a lot of handheld techniques. I mean, we don't we have no idea what we're going to shoot, you know, what format we're going to shoot that one on at the moment. But um, <laughs> we um, we think that uh, it, it'll be a nice one because, unlike some of our other films where we've had lots of different locations and lots of cast to deal with, it, it's this is more like a um, it's almost like a documentary style film, which I, I've always liked. Actually, I've always liked that style. So, um, yeah, it's kind of taking the, it eases the pressure when you haven't got so many locations and so much cast and you've just got a few people doing a good job um, and really into the story and the characters. So, you know, all those people yeah, have smartphones we... that can help you with the uh, filming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is right. Gather so, a um, team around us. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to get away from smartphones anytime no, soon. No, right? with me, I'm, <laughs> I'm like the, the was... smartphone pusher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got it. I think, uh, yeah, and, and that's uh, as I say, it's just like, I think if you if you Google smartphone filmmaking or, or you know, you seem to be hanging off everything. It's just like <laughs> if if some poor person in in you know some outskirts of some place. Uh, wants to make a in Russia or someone wants to do a little festival, uh, then um, they they got two followers and they say that. The Russia Moscow um, Smartphone Film Festival, something like yeah. that. Uh, there is yeah. one, isn't there? Yeah. And actually, there's <laughs> well, a connection. I'm not talking about. I that. have a connection <laughs> with that. Uh, that's Max exactly. Maxime Muscle. Yes, he oh, really? he oh. won third place in a little documentary style uh, travel video that he made in Lisbon, and it was wow. in 2014. Yeah. And he was really inspired by his experience, and so he went out. Um, yeah. And yeah, he made the uh, the smart. It's the only one. Right. Well, how, how did we come down this road? From, and why did I mention Russia and all this? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. But anyway, I was thinking of a place that's never had uh, a film smartphone film festival before, and then one person with two followers pops up and saying the, uh, you know, this. Uh, new smartphone film festival is is here and blah 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 and then suddenly you see oh look 
Susie Batella is retweeting it, and Susie Batella is connected. It's like you seem to be able to sniff out um, anything to do with this. So, which is good, you know. That's um, well, that's yeah. funny. Uh, it is. It's pretty cool as well. But it's just funny that you mentioned Russia, and I'm like, oh well. Yeah, uh, you were straight in there, weren't you? Yeah, that's right. I, you know, it's, I, it's I, a window of I went opportunity. Down the little road there. Yeah. Um, you were you were ahead of the game, weren't you? Let's face it. <laughs> Um, it's been so much fun. I, I really hope our listeners enjoyed this as much as, as you both and myself did. Um, I, I think there's one thing they're going to get out of it. They're going to get all the, all the, uh, insights into things that no one else really talks about. Uh, so if you're, if you want the scoop, you got it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to have a lawsuit, oh, Caroline. After this. Uh, I, I think we should. I think we yeah. were very I PC. I don't think it needs editing. Might want to call right. Peter or Pete, <laughs> 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 and, and make yeah. sure that he's okay with you mentioning he found a screw. Um, <laughs> but no, it was. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a. It was. It was great having you guys on. Um, and and this is the third time, and I'm sure we'll do it again. Uh, because yeah. at some point I'm going to talk you into making another film with a smartphone, whether you like it or Ooh, not. I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll relent to pressure. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, um, I don't think our smartphone filmmaking days are over by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so you can, you, can, you can rest assured there, Susie. <laughs> well, would you like to tell our listeners other than um, just go out there and do it, uh, but what what would be the big the biggest tip one from each of you and then we'll 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 let it end uh, one tip from each one of you something either to do make sure they do or make sure they don't do when it comes to filmmaking um, make sure you have a solid screenplay that's my tip because you know it's all about the storytelling mm. and yeah. Uh, yeah have a solid screenplay to work from. Yeah. And what not to do. And what not to do. Um, don't have a solid screen. What about you, yeah. James? Uh, uh, just yeah, sorry, what not to do, don't give up. Just keep well, going. Yeah, don't give up. That's, that's, just that's, a, that's a done deal. That's yeah. a done deal. Um, what advice I'd give them is, uh, well, I mean, so many things, but I would say you need to... Um, you need to really want to do this more than it has to almost ache that you've got to do it. You know, uh, you, it's not like I would say to people, it's not like you could do it or you would like to do it. It's you must do it. You know, something's telling you that you must do it. And if you don't have that, then it's going to be very difficult. Um, and the things not to do, um, don't listen to other people too much uh, <laughs> because you, you never said. know. <laughs> I don't mean that in a uh, don't you know don't listen to negative people is what I'm getting at. You know, there, there's always going to be someone that says you're not going to do this or you shouldn't be doing it and all that. Uh, you know, even coming from the top, people are saying, oh, you really shouldn't be making a film unless you've got a proper business model and all of that kind of stuff. But those people often are not filmmakers and they don't know what you have the the depths and difficulties and that you have to go through an experience in order to do something original and creative so that's where i am well we're a bunch <laughs> of lunatics so it's not like anybody can understand us right <laughs> yeah we're proud lunatics you yeah know. <laughs> proud. there's a movie title right there <laughs> yeah let's do that on, on the phone well listeners you can always follow uh what is is it raya or raya raya uh mm. films 
uh, go to their website and then follow uh, Caroline and James. Uh, we'll put all the links for them on the notes. And um, hey, wish these guys luck on all their films. And who knows, maybe their film will be selected for the film festival in San Diego, even if they don't want it to be. <laughs> uh, we do, we do. We're keeping everything crossed. Yeah. Everything crossed. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you.